Welcome to Trending Health, where we provide you with valuable insights and perspectives on the evolving healthcare industry. Brought to you by Dynamic, Trending Health explores industry topics that are real, relevant, and worth discussing. I'm your host, Jen Burke. The global medical device market is expected to grow at a compound rate of nearly 5% from 2023 to 2027, with a corresponding uptick in product launches. Today, I'm joined by special guests Mary Verzi and Christina Nicolos to talk about what's fueling this growth and how medtech companies should be approaching launch to capitalize on this opportunity. Welcome, everyone. Mary, it's so good to have you back. And Christina, after all the work you did to support the podcast behind the scenes a few years ago, I'm happy to actually have you in front of the microphone this time. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for having us again, Jen. Mary, as our health tech head of sector, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the growth we're seeing right now in the med tech space? Yeah, happy to. The med tech industry is growing rapidly. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services predict the spending for medical devices will reach between 300 and 400 billion by 2030. So a really remarkable amount of growth we're seeing in that industry. We are also now seeing med tech companies increase spend in new product innovation, which in the last 10 years has been about five to seven percent of revenue reinvested in products and is now upwards of about 10 to 15 percent. So a really remarkable change in the level of investment. Additionally, the products being developed are evolving with the broader pace of technology as a whole. So what this means is med tech and med devices are going to have more of a hardware and software component. And these companies are investing a lot more in data and AI to enhance those products. So what does that mean for product development and product launches? I expect there's going to be more complexity in launching these products going forward. So as the industry and investment in these new products grow, there's going to be a lot more emphasis on what a successful product launch looks like so that all of the investment that these companies are putting into their products can be recouped via the ROI in the market. Those are really great points, Mary. And I also think the breadth of new products and innovation within the market is one of the most interesting things we're seeing right now. I mean, historically, a medical technology product had the same delivery model, episodic care in a hospital, physician's office. But now we're seeing like a plethora of options for devices that we can monitor our health, catch a disease early, provide care outside of a traditional setting. And the market capability expands into retail and patients' homes, including consumers as well as physicians within the health systems. For example, Circadia Health has developed a contactless radar sensor that for 24-7 non-invasive vital signs measurements. And it has the ability to detect bed exits with the intention to deploy this feature into nursing homes and bring a solution to nearly the 1 million people that are at risk for falls each year. We're really seeing a lot of consumers eager to embrace technology, especially as technology is being more and more integrated into our daily lives. I mean, I have an Apple Watch on. I mean, I cannot not look how many steps I have every single day. So it's totally a part of my everyday. So we're seeing definitely some significant expansion in the market for more med tech products. Christina, the healthcare industry as a whole is changing the uptick in technology adoption, consumerism. We're really seeing medical technology companies capitalize on these disruptions in terms of personalized medicine, precision diagnostics, telemedicine, and as I mentioned already, artificial intelligence, not to even dip our toes into generative AI, which is an absolute buzzword in all industries today. We are seeing some level of regulation changes that are going to give some challenges or maybe some hurdles might be the best way to describe it 
in terms of bringing these technologies to market? It sounds like there's just an absolute tidal wave of launches coming down the pipeline in the med tech space. And that's going to take a lot of work, a lot of planning, a lot of coordination. Now, we've had quite a few episodes historically on the Trending Health podcast about launches within the pharmaceutical industry and what it takes to be successful there. But Christina, I'm curious, when it comes to launching in the med tech space, what's the same? What's different? What do our listeners need to know most? Yeah, so same basic idea, Jen, but the two can actually be very different. Historically, med tech products have been iterations and improvements to the same original device or product or software. But as the market grows, we're actually seeing more novel products come to the market instead of new versions of existing products. So some of these are total disruptors into the market, and they can often influence changes to different surgical methods or how people treat patients. So the creativity of engineering teams of these med devices honestly always amazes me. It's really, really incredible what work they're able to do. And also for these medical devices and med tech products, the timelines to market for device improvement is a little bit quicker than what you're used to seeing in other life science organizations. For example, it's typical to see new versions of a product available to patients within 18 to 24 months from the first engineering sketches. In contrast to what we normally see within the pharmaceutical industry, devices have a few pathways that they can go through to market. And the most common ones are the pre-market authorization or the PMA, a pre-market notification, also known as the 510K, and de novo. Each of these different pathways have their own preclinical and clinical data requirements. And because of this, the duration of market from the initial idea in a brainstorming session between all the engineers, sometimes end users are brought in for feedback as well. The timing really can vary. It's a really good segue, Christina. When we talk about how med tech launches are different than what we see in the life sciences market, one of the things that always strikes me as such a unique difference is These MedTech product launches really focus on the end user. A lot of times that's a physician, a surgeon, and generally what you see happen is almost like a a collaboration with those groups and the MedTech companies to bring the most innovative and and adoptable, so to speak, technology or device to market. So I I love that there is this sort of like marriage between the two, and I think it makes the products in MedTech and will continue to make the products in MedTech really successful. And that's really what will help them launch in the market is that partnership with the physicians or the surgeons using the device or the technology. Thanks for taking me through that, Mary and Christina. It sounds like there are quite a few differences when it comes to MedTech launch, both in terms of the specific pathways, but also the pace of innovation can be very quick to market and is very informed by the end user, which I think is great in terms of particularly as we're expanding into more patient-centric MedTech innovations and devices. That mindset already of putting the end user first is something that will put them ahead of the game there. I want to dive a little deeper into those questions that should really be top of mind for med tech leaders right now, particularly given the volume and value of the investment they've put in and how we're expecting to see that play out in the market. Really good point, Jen. Really interesting point. I think a couple of things come to mind for me that I think med tech leaders should be should be thinking about. One, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier, is that the complexity of the technology that's about to go into these devices. I talked about the hardware and software components, AI. 
it's about to increase the complexity of those launches too, just with many more stakeholders, many more internal teams involved in a given launch. I think it's about to get a lot more complicated to launch products within the med tech and med device industry. I think that the second piece that comes to mind that's had a lot of energy in the industry is the change in EU regulations, you know, are coming into effect in the next several years. They haven't changed in the EU in in 20 or 30 years. So that's really remarkable change within the EU that med tech companies are going to have to consider more data requirements, more clinical data requirements, more real world evidence to be able to bring these devices and technologies to market in Europe. And the investment they're going to have to make internally to be able to do that is going to be fairly significant. So they're definitely entering a a new era of regulatory oversight in terms of bringing some of these products to market. So I think it's just going to be a really challenging couple years in terms of bringing products to market. So sort of with those two things in mind, I really anchor back to three main questions. If I'm a med tech leader, I really have on my mind. Do we have a clearly defined market opportunity and launch strategy? How are we coordinating effectively to make sure we execute against that go-to-market plan? And have we laid down the foundation to maximize the pull-through after launch? Each one of these questions is almost, as I think about it, like a governance check. Do you have the right strategy in place? Do you feel confident in that strategy? Yes or no. Do you feel that you can execute and coordinate on that strategy? Yes or no. And have you laid down that foundation to make modifications and tweaks once you were in the market? How do you start to get feedback quickly in the market and be able to adapt and be flexible once you're in the market, I think is going to be really important for med tech leaders to ensure a successful launch going forward. Yeah. And like, sometimes it's not even just enough to have the latest technology because like some of these devices are hugely expensive for hospitals that are providing them and buying them up front. It's, It's capital equipment. And quite frankly, they can't afford to buy a new one year over year. So you really need to create and craft a compelling case as to why this technology provides value above and beyond their current investment. Not just that it's the latest and greatest, but it directly affects clinical outcomes for the patient or provides an operational efficiencies for the hospital. This could be like decrease in OR time. And something we're really seeing a lot is the rise of robotic assisted surgery. It allows for pre-op planning that is specific to that patient's needs. And it really gives that that really desired outcome for the patient and their overall quality of life. And as the market changes, there's a unique opportunity for these companies to be seen as more than just the supplier of the product. Organizational leaders really need to develop a buyer persona and really embrace these key consumer values. And additionally, these leaders should be thinking about building products that are built for patients across a variety of landscapes and they're able to evolve to those ever-changing patient needs. And as we said, the runway to market being shorter than that we see in traditional pharma, this allows these companies to pivot. Going back to what we were talking about earlier, and it's probably like the underscored point throughout this entire podcast is really making sure the end user's needs are fully understood. That The end user, a lot of times it's the, the physician, the surgeon, whomever, but it's also the patient, the patient's journey, what they're experiencing. It should be really fully understood first as the product is being built to make sure we're addressing and teasing out any of the challenges that that product could have in the marketplace. 
also helping to articulate to those end users or to the buyers how and why the product will benefit them and that your marketing strategy should really inform why change, why buy this product over a legacy product or a competitor's product. Really being crystal clear on your value proposition and the why change is going to be extremely important as we sort of enter what we're assuming is going to be a really crowded product launch space over the next couple of years in MedTech. I think those are really important considerations when it comes to that strategy formation and maybe tweaking the way that they traditionally thought about going to market and building that compelling use case for previous iterations of products. I'm going through that list of three questions that medtech leaders should consider. That ticks off the first box. But I want to get into the second one around coordination. Why do you really see that being something that moves the needle now more so than ever in medtech? Yeah. And we're saying again, I cannot emphasize enough how important effective coordination is and is going to be in the future for med tech companies across their organization. So often we see this to be a point of breakdown in launch preparations with new stakeholders, changing requirements. It is very easy to lose people on your strategy journey and really executing on that strategy. So med tech companies really need to work in concert across their organization to bring these products to market absolutely critical to make sure the team is aligned to the common launch objectives, has a strong understanding of activities and milestones, not just within maybe their own work stream, but across the organization. And you have embedded mechanisms for communicating with one another effectively and in a very timely manner. It probably goes without saying, no launch goes exactly as planned. But it's important to be able to have resilient teams to be able to react, pivot, and adjust efforts accordingly without losing time in swirl. I think we've all been in swirl situations in our career, and it's really important to be able to quickly pivot and guide the team out of that swirl to get back on track quickly. So we've talked about the strategy. We've talked about coordination so that we can execute against the plan to really bring that strategy to life. We've gotten to launch, right? As we were talking about what was different for med tech versus maybe what we see in pharmaceutical or other life sciences industries, a big piece that came through was talking about the opportunity for optimization after launch and the pull through. So Christina, what do you see being most critical for consideration at the point after launch? Yeah, but it's really beyond just getting to market. The pull through is critical for med products. Totally agree there. But the time to be pulling your pull through is before launch, not after. So as a med device or med tech company, you should be thinking and planning for those things that will most speed and ease adoption for your customers and end users. So think about it this way. How will end users of the device be trained? For example, how are surgeons going to be trained on the latest surgical techniques for this device? for let's say a new joint replacement. So in my experience, I've seen this executed extremely well through cadaver lab trainings. You have these surgeons flying from across the country and getting super tactical with the products and testing them out and seeing if it's something they would wanna incorporate into their practice. And honestly, witnessing a bunch of surgeons passionately talk about how these devices have impacted the lives of their patients is super inspirational. Another thing to think about is what type of technical support from the engineering team will be available? So I've seen in the past some orthopedic medical device companies 
sending their engineers directly to the OR and they get to watch these surgical cases and see the dance, see what surgeons are doing while they're using the product and getting that end user live experience to almost spark additional innovations in how they can enhance or create what they're working on. It is so crucial that these companies are tapping into their target HCPs. I think about getting on board some key opinion leaders to get this real-time customer feedback throughout the duration of their product launch life cycle. It allows the team to collect messaging or product changes and really hone in on their marketing strategy and messaging and positioning in the market as they're building the product and preparing for launch. So I can't echo enough what you said earlier in terms of it's the pull through and it needs to continue post-launch, but it is so critical to be thinking about it pre-launch and really planning this out. And again, it's not to say feedback shouldn't be incorporated post-launch. You should continue to monitor and incorporate customer feedback into future iterations, but especially for your very first launch, if I think about like, I'd call it like an MVP launch, it is very important that you truly understand and get that socialization from your your doctors, your surgeons, whoever your end user is, as early as possible and as often as possible through the launch cycle. And one thing that's really great to see is those key opinion leaders, they're building a community that'll influence adoption and, and use of the product. So it's, it's, it's a really nice thing to see play out. And when I think about how different the med device industry is versus pharma, I have this image of like a funnel versus a cycle. So the funnel represents the pharmaceutical industry. The product they're launching is the one, the small molecule, the compound, the biologic that gave the best safety and efficacy results in its clinical trials. Whereas in med tech and devices, the cycle represents that iteration, improvement, the incorporation of feedback to get to the newer, better product, like think like bigger, faster, stronger. How can we constantly make this better? So one of the things that really excites me about this med device industry is how microscopic the value of these products is and the effect that they have on the lives of patients, especially what I've seen in ortho. I mean, the before and after pictures of some of these like really complicated cases, it's truly an art. I love that. I think so often we think of these technologies as a science and when it comes to launching them, certainly there's a lot of planning that goes into it, but definitely can be more art than science at times. Thank you so much, Mary and Christina, and coming on and giving me and our listeners maybe a bit of a paint by numbers for what to do when it comes to MedTech launch. For our listeners who are interested in learning more about how Vynamic can partner with you to support your MedTech launch needs, please visit the links in our show notes. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Trending Health. For links to resources discussed in the episode, to subscribe to the Trending Health podcast, and to explore if Vynamic can help your company manage ongoing healthcare industry change, visit TrendingHealth.com. Tune into the next episode where we look forward to providing you with more insights on the healthcare industry.